the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday. Oh, I've n- absolutely no idea, guys. June the eighth, nubbies. Good effort. Good Honestly, Bosh. That's one winner. First winner. Look at that. One minute thirty-six into the show, and I picked the winner. Uh, easy game. Um, what did we say? June the 8th. Thursday, June the 8th. Yep. And we are here uh, to have a bit chat about stuff. And to, it's a Champions League special, Champions League Saturday night. Uh, Manchester City against Internazionale of Milan. Um, so we'll have a bit of shenanigans with that. Uh, joining us from somewhere in uh, crystal clear 2020 vision, Technicolor uh, 4G, 4D. In all other words that I don't understand. I think he's got some new gear, is what I'm getting at. Uh, Mr. Barry Pedaluna, look at him. What a sight for sore eyes, man. Good evening, Malcolm. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it'll be an absolute joy for people on YouTube. Right? I've got myself a new laptop. I went and got a, a, a MacBook. I'm, I'm, I've entered the Apple world. I've always been Microsoft for years. But I've, I've picked up a new MacBook. So, crystal clear, the camera is... Sound. I'll be honest, but no one really should have to see you in this sharp focus. Honestly, you were better off. You bet. You were better off slightly pixelated. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm looking. I reckon I look at least seven years younger. <laughs> yeah, younger. but so it takes you down to fifty-eight. <laughs> yeah, uh, you look. Tre- you look tremendous, Baz. You're getting the grips with the new tech. Um, uh, your head's extra shiny tonight and what's not to like about that um, so yeah it's been a little while um, because there's not been an awful lot of football we've got the Europa League and the FA Cup and which we did a show on so we can read whiz through our picks and our thoughts on those games um, we had West Ham go as well last night I've been on my holidays uh, had a week in Mallorca was all right, nothing much to report. The uh, the whole, I think the whole crux of the holiday came down to Baz whether or not Bob made a little friend so he could go and do things with his little friend and leave me alone. Uh, Bob had no intention of making a little friend, Baz. Like, not he never left my side even a little bit. Uh, he had no intention of socialising around. So I played. I'm going to say, not oh, I'd set the over or under on 28 and a half hours of table tennis uh, while I was there. Solid four hours a day, no problem. Like, uh, little little game in the morning, post-lunch, and then an epic session, early evening, like a 7pm hour, and then a late night session as well. There'd be 11 o'clock, sort of 11 till maybe midnight session as well. Um he did actually beat me, genuinely beat me by like the third day. He got the grips and I was trying. I knew it was coming, you know, because it was the first couple of days. It was like 21-6, I'd beat him. 21-7. Well, Malcolm, you might be interested. I know a man in our Discord channel uh, yeah. who's advertising a fixed table tennis match. That might be right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, match. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I'd live stream this shit, by, by Wednesday, all the sharps in there, 
there'd have been a few messages going, Bob's going to get one of these. Bob's going to pick up a win here because it was getting 21.30 and then 21.16. And then uh, uh, by Wednesday afternoon, he'd done me in a few times. Like, so he took about four or five games off. So yeah, that's it. That's always a bit of a moment as a father when um, you genuinely can't beat the kid. Like, uh, But yeah, it was all right. I watched the FA Cup final in a bar, which was... I would say it's about three quarters Manchester United. Probably more, actually. Maybe, well, 80% Man United, 20% Manchester City. Uh, but they'd split themselves into sort of the two separate areas of the bar. So I obviously went and sat with the City fans. Um, um, but it was, it was just a lot of Spider-Man pyjamas building up in the day or two. I didn't really talk to many people. I didn't, like, make any friends. Like, I didn't make any holiday friends. But just in the, when you were queuing up at the bar and stuff, especially on the... Game days, loads of Man United tops. But it was like, it's that horrible. Oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're watching the match. Yeah, 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 I'm a United fan. And you think, oh, fuck off. Like, oh, it makes you It just makes your arse pucker up, doesn't it? It's horrible. And I can't bring myself to, you then talk. I don't, I'd love to talk football with people. I talk to football with any stranger. But that particular type, just, I can't do it, Baz. It's a, I know it's cynical and childish. And there's probably a lot of people in a similar boat who might listen to the show. I just haven't got it in me, Baz. So, yeah, there was quite a lot of that. Um, and I think I was more excited than any of the Man City fans in the bar, which was a bit weird. I don't think they were that bothered either. I mean, they have won a gazillion trophies. Uh, so, you know, an FA Cup final. When they weren't that bothered on the holidays, um, I, I was more excited. So, yeah, uh, we go through it. And then one final thing to report, Baz, is that I, was, I requested a 10-minute delay in the show tonight. Uh, only because, Baz, um, I wanted to do something with Bob because he was just on his phone for about nine hours after school. I was like, we've got to get him off his phone. So we had the last episode of Ted Lasso to watch, which was on last week. Uh, so we caught up with that on the fire stick. You, have you been a Ted Lasso watcher at all? No? No, don't know anything about it. I've seen... Highly the- recommended, Baz. It's on you. It looks very, uh, very cringy. Um, no, it's no, you love it. Well... You, I, I think you'd like it yourself, but watch it with a bench, at least like the older one, the footballer. Uh, they'll either both watch it. And in fact, in the Helen will enjoy it all because there's some, a bit of, there's a bit of shagging in it. There's a bit of silliness. Uh, there's a lot of men with that top. So I like the things that women like, um, because we've watched it and it's, it's good. And Bob's been absolutely enthralled by it. So when you do, again, uh, you do struggle with uh, tr- trying to spend any time with the kids because all they want to do is stare at the phone. That's something that uh, you can get the whole family around. So yeah, watch that tonight. And uh, it was really good. I was fighting back the tears, Baz, so I've just had to give me head a little wobble. Yeah, so yeah, that's my news and notes. Uh, anything happening in Binghamton while we've been away? No, nothing new really. Uh, all quiet on the Western Front, like. Um, no more no more rooking down at football training. Have you had another session? Did the boys not turn up? No, we cancelled. Cancelled for a couple of weeks. We decided to just abandon. Uh, have a <laughs> oh, you've let them win, Baz. Yeah, um, uh, well, it was it's, you know season's just finished anyway. We should have a break. Uh, yeah. We decided just to bin it for a couple of weeks until we're back on home turf. Um, and to be fair, I'm quite welcome. I'm quite welcome to break myself anyway. So yeah, no more trouble to report. Yeah, you do need a couple of weeks off. The only thing is with the coaching, it's not. You think because there's no games that. You can have a little break, but the politics and the ongoing, the then the, the trial start and the, the the undignified scrum for everyone to get their own precious little uh, Lionel Messi into the highest under twelves team. 
is an absolute got, nightmare. Uh, like we've got a presentation day Saturday as well, so I'm yeah busy having to write notes for every player and all of that. <laughs> yeah, all of that. Shit. <laughs> plan, you know. I'll tell you what, I'm not known for my good decision making, Baz. You know this. I think I've made one good decision ever, right? Uh, and that was the decision to keep Bob's ticket on um, when I wrapped mine in. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm not exaggerating now. I think over or under one and a half good decisions in 47 years. Um, but I made a second good decision in the, a few years ago I could, when I was coaching the kids. I could, knew it was going to be a pain in the arse. I foresaw what was going to happen. I foresaw this undignified scrum, all this scrapping with the parents, everyone falling out and being knobs with each other. And I, I, and I didn't want to be part of that. So I was a bit mystic, Meg. And I was absolutely right. So that's me. Second good decision, Baz. It's a that snowballing now. That's two, two in about four years. Like, um, However, I'm going to make loads of good decisions while picking this uh, Manchester City Inter game. So uh, I'll tell you first about Edge Boost uh, before we have a little review of what's going down. Edge Boost, uh, the world's first bet. Now pay later. Visa card uh, currently offers up to two and a half thousand dollars in bet advances, which can be extremely valuable too. Uh, just imagine what you could do with that increased bankroll. You could double down on a favorite bet you like. You could create an awesome hedge. Brackets gross. We don't like that. Uh, but Edge Boost isn't any kind of sleazy loan shark. Don't get the wrong impression. It's a zero interest service. Um, so there's not many ways you can access extra money. Um, without paying any interest. Edgeboost can also be part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. Uh, you can support the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use problem gambling. Call one 800 Gambler. Um, right, let's have a little whiz through past the Europa League we'll start with last week. Uh, Roma Sevilla. Now, I didn't see any of this. Um, I picked a winner. My pick was the draw um, at 19 to 10 plus 190. So did okay there. Um, I also gave out the, the well, the likelihood was a nil-nil draw or a 1-1 draw, which is what it finished at 9 to 2. Uh, plus 4.50 and then I hit the post I went for Roma to lift the trophy and Roma to win on penalties at plus 7.50 it was severe they got it done on penalties um, so did you you watch the game Baz what the little yeah. banter group I've got Merce was just the first message I saw was that uh, this is what everything that's wrong with modern football and then pretty much everything I've seen since then is just an indication of how was, uh, unpleasant sight yeah, it was to watch was horrible, and then you've seen yeah, uh, Mourinho and all I mean, that shite too. Yeah, I took um, I took Sevilla to lift the trophy. I went the exact opposite of you, didn't I? Um, with a similar thing, and I did think it was going to be tight. It would go far. So I took Sevilla to lift the trophy at evens. And I tipped the cards in this one, and it couldn't have been any easier. Uh, I think it was over 5.5. Uh, we finished with 13 cards in total. Obviously, a, a lot of them were in extra time. Uh, but the 5.5 cruised in, absolutely no problem. Uh, but yeah, it was just horrible, and I, I would say Roma far more horrible than Sevilla were. Um, Jose I mean, we Mourinho. factored that in as well. We we mentioned Mourinho about five. Uh, yeah. uh, my exact notes, I've got them in front of me now. Say the spectre of Mourinho looms over this game, and he was probably the entire story of the game. Yeah, it was exactly what what I thought it would be. Just 
horrible from minute one. Roma were horrible, moaning, fouling, cheating. They were a complete <laughs> disgrace, and it just got worse as the game went on. Um, how Mourinho made it the ninety minutes before picking up a yellow card. I think three of them from the bench were were, were booked on the on the Roma bench. Um, including Mourinho. He, I don't know how he lasted that long, to be honest, before getting booked. He probably should have been sent off. The amount of times, fourth official, who was Michael Oliver, was just surrounded oh, by really? like, 10 or 12 of them, or, like constantly in his face. Um, it was shocking. Uh, and just, yeah, just got out of hand, really. 13 yellow cards, as I say, in the end, in the game. Um, not a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the line? What did you take? <laughs> I took uh, over five, five and a half five. or something. I can't remember what the <laughs> what the nineteen minutes. So the 13, 13. Was, thirteen was the full game, including extra time. Yeah, um, but I'm sure there was probably at least nine in the in the ninety minutes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I got off to a good start with that, um, and I'm currently writing out a a futures uh, parlay, which Serial uh, had put up in the okay. Discord. Uh, so he put the Stanley Cup in there. He put the NBA Finals, nice. uh, the French Open, Champions League final. Um, I think there's one other, but I can't remember. But the other, the, the other pick was he took Roma. So I said, oh, no. I said to him, "I'm following all of that, but I'm taking Sevilla." Uh, so we knew one of us was alive after it. So yeah, I took Sevilla. That was the first leg in that parlay. Uh, I've currently got. Um, Vegas in the ice hockey who are tuning yeah. up in the finals. I've got Denver in the NBA. Yeah, they've been going up. well. Uh, the big one is tomorrow. I've got Alcaraz to win the French Open. He's playing Djokovic in the semi-final. Oh, okay. Um, so that could be a clincher. So hopefully we'll have a bit of fun. Man City uh, pick up the Champions League and I'll be thanking Serial if, if all of these get through. But yeah, I've got a bit of fun out of my Sevilla pick. Um, Funny enough, fun. staying on, on that topic, I've got a job next Sunday at Oxford University, but it's a large American company apparently. And what I'm doing, I'm from ten in the morning. I'm dealing a, a poker tournament all day for them. Uh, we've got four or five tables. All these people are having a poker tournament, and what they're going to do? They're all going to win chips, obviously. But what they've got to do with their chips is then it, it's a big night. Uh, you've got the NBA and the NHL and something else. I can't remember. They've said there's three big American sport events. So with the chips that they win at the poker, they're then using them to bet on the American sports. So it's going to be quite a fun day. So I need to speak to Sean and Ryan. People say, how can I get the SGPN involved? Because it couldn't be our more target audience. Like, uh, say, street, is it? It's like, if you'd imagine, if you could imagine the most perfect thing to plug SGPN yeah, to a room full of American uh, gamblers, Make sure to take your Premier League gambling podcast business cards with you, Malcolm. Make sure you Absolutely, yeah. I'll have my jumper on. I'll have my cap on. Um, I'm going to, uh, yeah, give it six now. But the only thing I'm thinking is that some of the series might be dead if they don't get to next Sunday because the yeah. uh, the NBA and the NHL look a little bit one-sided at the moment. So yeah. uh, we'll have to see about that one. So, uh, yeah, moving on to the, the FA Cup. Manchester City beat Man United 2-1. Uh, no winners in this one. So the two games... Uh, we finished in profit, but this one, this looked great after because I think everyone's picks really uh, were Manchester City on the Asian handicap. I'd given out the ladders on Man City team totals, etc. Uh, they scored after 14 seconds, which I really enjoyed. That that really really made me laugh quite a lot. Um, 
and then no much happened. Um, awful, awful handball penalty. Not their fault. It's not the referee's yeah. fault. But the rule, and we saw it again in West Ham, Baz, and we're going to talk about it. It's going to crop back up later on in my handicap, but I just don't see how that offence, the ball accidentally hitting your hand, can basically equal a goal. Goals in football are very, very hard to score. Like, that's one of the things about it. Manchester United didn't manage to score one in that game, but that I don't know how that offence, or that, well, it's not an offence, that incident can equal a goal. It's so fucking far removed from what the outcome should be. I think that rule will change. And I wouldn't it has to, of course, yeah. Change by next year. I mean, it's different, isn't it? If someone's on the line in that situation, then you've denied a goal, albeit unintentionally, then then that's fine. Um, but you think where it is, the position of it, you know, how far away from scoring a goal were Man United when that ball hit his arm? You know, the one... It wasn't a, an opportunity, really, was it? It was so far out wide. Um, yeah, it's rubbish. But as soon as it happens, you know it's going to be a penalty. And it's just horrible, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. never penalty, absolutely. The West Ham one last night, the IT department actually was sitting for five minutes. And the incident happened with West Ham, Fiorentina. And Megan Bob straight away said penalty. And the IT department went, that can't be a penalty. <laughs> well, he, and we said, uh, watch this. Uh, yeah. Watch what happens next. And of course, it was a penalty. And she's a, a normal person who's ended up completely scratching her head at the silliness of that. Why can't the Baz, if, could that not just be a free kick? Could there not be another and thing? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. It's not even a free kick, really. I'd say the, 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 the outcome is, is too great, isn't it? Of but course, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It, it is essentially, you know, 85% chance of it being a goal resulting from it, um, from someone accidentally getting a hand on a cross or something daft like that. Yeah. yeah. Like and Sino's in the chat saying, and we, I think we've mentioned this before, that like what's stopping a player from just firing it in the defender's arm and hand? Because that's what certain footballers, there'll be certain, there'll definitely be coaches or a, a drill or a scooter thought at the minute where you can get the ball in certain areas of the field and just drill it across at sort of waist height and hope yeah. for a handball because yeah. that 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 is going to be more productive than trying to swing in a pinpoint they, header they across the, the one, don't they? they? They'll say his arm was in, in an unnatural position. If you're jumping for the ball, it's more unnatural to have your arms by your side, isn't it? Of course, yeah. That's the unnatural position. Pull go about. Your arms straight by your side, that's unnatural. I do that at five a side every week just to get a cheap laugh. If the ball goes up in the air, I'll do the old pogo header and everyone laughs. It's great. I'm a right hoot, Baz, honestly. Um, But you you can't be doing that in the Premier League. It's fine up at Gosforth Park on a Tuesday with the fat old men. Everyone thinks it's hilarious. But you can't be pogoing around the Premier League, man. It's daft. Never you. Uh, when was the last time you pulled good, do you reckon? Be a long time yeah. ago, that, like. <laughs> like 30 years? At least. In the Newcastle end, it used to be a thing, didn't it? Pool yeah. Go, if you love the tune, was a, was a thing once. Dance floor pool go. I don't mind the dance. I've, I've had probably a regular dance floor pool go. <laughs> no? Maybe. Dance floor pool go. That's a good name for a horse. Or a band. Um, anyway, the match. Back to the match. <laughs> I, t- I took City goals. I mean, it only finished 2-1. <laughs> but, but I thought it was a comfortable 2-1, wasn't it, for Man City? It was, mate. Um, 
Man you never really yeah. Insano is right. He says Baz doesn't have a pogo build. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of my build, Malcolm, here's a one for you today. Uh, yeah. I'm at work um, in the office. I'm on the seventh floor. Goes down to the ground floor, has a bit of dinner, you know, bowl of soup um, for me lunch. Announcement yeah, comes nice. over the tannoy. Ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, all lifts are currently out of order. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. So uh, I, I sit and I be patient. Ten minutes later, the same. What floor? Seventh. Uh, I'm on the seventh. But Fucking it's, hell! It's a it's a good hike. Like double staircase for each floor. So you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Stairs. Um, so I, I I sort of hung it out down in the canteen for about half an hour, hoping for a positive update. Uh, <laughs> positive update was not forthcoming, and at this point, I just thought oh, I'm gonna have to fucking do it. Honestly, I thought I was going to have a coronary. Like, I'm not cut out for 14 flights of stairs. I mean, I've done it at St. James's Park. Yeah, Maybe that's a long way up. A level seven, and it's a, it's a killer, like. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I took a break coffee up, fourth floor, uh, popped into the fourth floor kitchen, topped up my bottle of water, sat down for a couple of minutes. <laughs> oh, you actually stopped for a break? Took, took on the last three floors. <laughs> Honestly, I started, I started walking up, I got up the first floor and I thought, ah, this would be all right, this. And then by the time I got the second, I went, no, this isn't going to be all right. Uh, oh, that's outstanding. Uh, that's brilliant, that. Earlier, saying uh, it's unlikely the lifts will be fixed by the morning. Uh, so there's not a chance sure. that I'm going into the office. Tomorrow. Work from home tomorrow, aye. Definitely Careful, work. Buzz. I used to have a mate who was a lift technician and this never, ever, ever got boring when he'd come in the pub at the end of the day. Is he all right, good day? And he'd just say, you know, I'd had his ups and downs. And, <laughs> and that was the every single day. We'd still be doing it now. We'd be sitting in a pub in Worcester now saying that to someone uh, and getting the cheap laugh out of it. Um, love it. Good story, that part. I enjoyed that. Um, okay, this is a, we've written Champions League special on the top of this episode, Baz. 23 minutes in, and not even nearly talked about it. Um, we'll, I'll tell you what, we'll do West Ham first. We didn't pick, make any picks on this. Um, I was just quite pleased for them. Uh, shit hand ball, um, but then that was cancelled out. But they got the equaliser, and it just looked loads of fun. And yeah. uh, for the supporters and the players, and you see David Moyes jumping around in Declan Rice. And they seem quite a likeable bunch. And I'm, I don't know if I'm getting old, because a few years ago, I would definitely not have wanted them to win. But I didn't want them to win, but I wasn't bothered. Uh, I wasn't upset by them winning. Like in, uh, I, I was quite pleased for them. So if there are any West Ham fans listening, congratulations, placing Europe yeah, next I was, year. But, I, I mean, who wouldn't want like, that, that I, for their team? Yeah, I was up and down with it. Like I went into it thinking, I'm not really bothered here. I, I don't, yeah. Same as you, I think a few years ago, I'd have probably been all Anyone but West Ham didn't want them winning. Um, went into it thinking, yeah, I don't mind if they win this. I then got really annoyed with our fans behaving like proper tits. Um, pelting the player in the corner flag was just ridiculous. And that made us start to think, fucking hope for Fiorentina, do them here. Um, but then at the end, I was quite happy for them. I don't mind, like you say, the likes of Rice and Bowen seem like good lads. And um, Moises has probably deserved it. So, yeah, decent decent game in the end, wasn't it? Good, good win for them. Yeah, well, you're right about the, the supporters was annoying us. The, the weird thing about that was when Bowen scored in the, at the end, they were all celebrating in that corner and there were still pine pots raining down from the yeah, way. Yeah. I didn't understand that, but that would have happened whatever team it was. If that was Newcastle behind that goal, you'd have still seen a load of pine pots raining down. Well, Fiorentina with the same at the other end. 
we can't we can't have a drink in England in the stands, can we? Yeah. And people complain, they'll say, Why can't your football fans have a drink in the stands, but rugby fans can, cricket fans can. Yeah. Well, that shows you, West Ham fans. Yeah, can't yeah. Why, why but... it can't happen because it can't be trusted. Yeah, there's your answer. So no, well done to West Ham. Um, right, Champions League final. Let's uh, tell you first. Underdog Fantasy, one of our favourite sponsors, <clears throat> are back on the Premier League Gambling Podcast. Uh, Best Ball Mania Four is here and live. Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes, plus plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Okay, Saturday night, 8 o'clock UK time, 3pm Eastern time in the Ataturk Stadium in Istanbul. Uh, the little lad and his dad, who play for my football team, who are Liverpool fans, flew out to Istanbul today because uh, I think they're rich, Baz, is what they are. He's a he's dentist. He's not a dentist. He owns it's, dental. It's because Klopp said last year, wherever the final is next year, book it. Yeah, yeah. It's he's, uh, he owns dental practices, so the equivalent of what he spent getting out there is like making him spend in a tenner, you know. doesn't bother him. And little lad, uh, we call him Darwin. At football because he's a, he's our striker, but he he misses he misses a lot of chances. But we cre- he scored sixty six goals last year, so he's done better than Darwin. Uh, but that's his nickname. And the, every time he puts one wide, you just see what like Bob or someone just shout, "But look at Darwin!" It's quite funny. Like you get some good crack. So they flew out to Istanbul today. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a fun venue uh, for a final. Uh, Manchester City in ninety minutes or nine to twenty minus two twenty two. The draw is seven to two plus three fifty, and Inter Milan are six to one uh, to lift the trophy outright. Uh, Manchester United are two to nine minus four fifty four, and Inter Milan are Burnley and Burnley one hundred thirty plus three thirty three. Um, so yeah, what we've we've handicapped quite a lot of markets. Obviously, we could just want to give you um one one pick from one market. I've got sort of one, two, three, four, five, six markets that I've looked at. I think you've got some similar things, Baz. Um, on the outright markets, those lines um, to win in 90 minutes or to lift the trophy. The, the immediate standout to me was, and I was really surprised at this, Baz, um, Champions League games for Manchester City away from the Etihad. And they are five. I know they're not, it's neutral. They're not away from home. They're not in another team stadium, but they're away from their home stadium. Um, five games without a win. Uh, which going uh, in recency backwards is a one-all draw in Real Madrid, a one-all draw in Munich, a one-all draw in Leipzig, a nil-nil in Dortmund and a nil-nil in Copenhagen. Uh, so that's five games uh, away from home that they didn't manage to win in, um, which would immediately put you off that 9-20. That's a lot of money to lay out, a, a minus 222 yeah, price. Not, not for me. I mean, you're, you're looking... I mean, the. The buy-in game, they'd already won 3 0. So you're not constrained yep. by a one one draw following that. The the Madrid game, again, I mean you're looking at games where they're two legs. Um and the, yep, agree. the job is qualify over two legs. Um so I'm not not reading too much into that. They've never they've never been in danger of not qualifying at any point. They've never been in danger in that group. Um so yeah, they might drop points, but if I was just surprised at it because you you picked up the you bring up the webpage. 
and we know how much they've been winning and you're just expecting them to keep on, to, to have been winning all those games uh, and they haven't been winning all those games. Um, and like I say, minus 222, then I just wouldn't be particularly sold on it. Like, um, So yeah, they're in great form um, and they, they have been two-legged games, but they have struggled to win away. In the um, one four and drawn two of their six knockout games, uh, including two wins away from their home patch in Benfica um, and in a nominal away game uh, at AC Milan. Um, undeniably, Manchester City have had the tougher run. Uh, Real Madrid and Munich in there where Inter have had a few softer performances. The form of the Italian clubs in these finals hasn't been great. We've seen Sevilla take on Roma. We've seen West Ham beat Fiorentina. Um, so, yeah, I can't back City outright. Or on the Asian handicap either. That was where I really was... My instinct was to go to that Asian handicap line. Um, so the selection would be Inter plus one and a half. Uh, but that's too short. Um, that uh, That's 11 to 78, minus 153. Uh, but that would be my pick in uh, plus one and a half goals on the Asian bat. Um, so, what did you get anything on this outright market? We're going to be in the opposite ends of everything here on this show. That's, yeah, we? you did say that was a concern, but I said that's part of the fun. People can I mean, follow can who they want. I'm, I'm in my sky blue tonight. I've got a sky blue polo on. Nice. So it's, all, it's all city for me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not as concerned about the, the away form just because I say it's different situations. Like, it's you know, we're now into a final one-off game as opposed to two-leg situations and group stages and all that. I think you've got to view it a little bit differently. Um, I mean, I, before I, I gave my pick, well, actually, I picked a pick on the money line. I just said which way I would go. My, my main pick for the game, I, I sort of got at the end as my luck. Um, but I was just going to quickly run through the routes to the finals for each of these teams, which sort of tallies into this part of the show a little. Uh, so City uh, topped their group ahead of Dortmund, Sevilla and Copenhagen, 1-4, drew two. Um, scored 14 and conceded just two in their six group games. Um, they then moved on to Leipzig in the knockout stages. They drew 1-1 and then absolutely hammered them 7-0. Quarterfinals against Bayern, as you say, another 1-1, but won the home leg 3-0. And then Madrid, as we know, a 1-1 away from home, um, being followed by the 4-0 impressive second leg performance at the Etihad. So they scored 31 goals in 12 games, conceded just five, and they haven't lost a single one. I know you're saying that, you know, they don't win many away from home. They haven't lost one. They haven't lost a game in the Champions League yet. And I said, I mean, they've had a good run of games there against Madrid, Bayern, two of the favourites for the tournament. Leipzig are a good side. Dortmund in the group stage, along with Sevilla, who went on to win the Europa League. So they have come across a lot of good sides. Um, Inter, on the other hand, finished runners-up um, behind Bayern in their group, but they did finish ahead of Barcelona and Pulsen. Uh They finished the group on 10 points, 10 goals scored, 7 conceded, uh, and they've undoubtedly had the easier draw to get here. They faced Porto in the round of 16, uh, they won the first leg 1-0 and then saw it out with a 0-0 in the second leg. Quarterfinals, they came up against Benfica. I think we thought that was the point where they would come a cropper. Um, took Benfica in that one. Inter had done the business in the first leg 2-0 uh, and then there was a bit of a goal fest 3-3 draw in the second leg. Uh, and then on to the semi-finals where they come up against local rivals AC Milan 
Uh, I think in this one, we did think they would get past them or, or, or certainly I took them in, in both legs and they did win both legs, 2-0 and 1-0. So definitely an easier route for them. There's no doubt their record in the knockout rounds is impressive. Uh, they have kept five clean sheets in six knockout games, which is good. Um, and also five of the six knockout games went under 2.5 goals. Uh, so for me on the money line, um, I, 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 if I had to take a pick on the money line, you know, in a Man City or draw, I, I'm happy with it, with City at around one to two, um, simply because they're the best side in Europe. They're in five four, better form. Uh, they've been brushing aside every big side they've come across lately: Arsenal, Liverpool, Madrid, Bayern Munich. All barely laid a glove on them. Similar with Man United at the weekend. They might have only finished two one, but Man United were never in any danger of winning that game. Um, and it's that those big games. Recently, certainly in the second half of the season, where they're just winning them all, they're doing exactly what they need to do. So I would take Man City. I don't don't mind Man City at all on the money line. As I say, it wouldn't be my main pick on the game. It's a short price, but if I was picking a money line pick, that would be it for me. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we've done. Bass is I've gone through made picks in each sort of category, um, but or, or I've arrived at a conclusion and then looked at the price. Like I say, that's what I fancied, but. I wouldn't be backing it, kind of what you're saying. Um, yeah, I've got a few like that. But as you say, we've covered a lot of categories and there's a few where I'll, I'll put which way I would go if I had to play. Yeah, exactly. Game. It's not necessarily what, what I'll be backing on Saturday night. Serial's uh, mentioning the uh, the hot summer for MLS and they're probably alluding to Lionel Messi uh, going out to join into Miami, which is a bit of a mad one. We'll, uh, we might we might try and discuss that, Baz, in the, in the dog days of summer. Um you, yeah, yeah. I'll let you choose a category then, Baz. You, we'll just take them off one at a time as we go. You lead us off with something else. We'll, we'll jump into the goals market next. And before that, I'll just come up with a little bit of the recent history. So I've looked at the last four games and it ties in with the goals market because the last four uh, finals have all been lower scoring affairs and the last three have all been won by a margin of 1-0. Uh, so Madrid beat Liverpool last year, 1-0. Before that, Chelsea beat Man City, 1-0. And before that one, it was Bayern, 1-0 over PSG. Uh, and if you go back one year earlier, it was just a 2-0 win. That was Liverpool over Spurs. So low scoring in all of the last four and both teams to score no in all of the last four. And that, that factors into some of my players here. I think it could be a similar sort of game. I do fancy City, but not necessarily to go on and win by a hat load. Um, the, the goals over under 2.5. You can get the overs at 8 to 11. You can do the the uh, American on that, Malcolm. And um, the under 2.5 is at plus 110, 11 to 10. Um, and I think at those prices, I, I'm I'm leaning towards the unders. It's not something I particularly like. Um, and definitely, you know, it, it might not be one that I would play on a Saturday night. It's not, it's not the kind of fun bet I'll be looking for on, a, on this one. But if you're asking me where the best value is on the market, then I think it possibly is the unders. A plus money. Inter's record in the big games this season's good. Uh, defensively sound in the Champions League. Um, as I say, five five clean sheets in the, the six knockout games for them. Um, and the last four finals have all gone under two and a half. Um, we've seen in recent weeks in the Europa League final, 1-1. One, one. Um, last night, I went for the unders and it was a whisker away from going under 2.5 again, a very late one there. Um, so some of these finals can just be cagey affairs, exactly like we see when we were talking about the playoffs, the AFL playoff finals. Sometimes games where teams don't want to lose. I don't think 
City will be in that mindset, but I can see it being a game where City get ahead and then manage the game. Um, they certainly you know, want to see it out however they, they have to. So I'll lean towards the unders, um, but would I be hugely surprised if City have hit three goals in the first half and killed that bet? Uh, I wouldn't, but uh, the, the, at the prices, the unders would be the pick for me. Uh, yeah, you're right, Baz, totally opposite sides. Uh, so the, I've, I couldn't find any patterns that over under two and a half goals um, in the knockout stages, Man City have gone three over, three under. It's Inter who go, keep going under, one over and five under, like you say. Both teams to score, three yes, three no, where Inter Milan are one yes, five no. Uh, so there's no real help in that. Um, finals averaging 2.68 goals per game. The only thing that hit me was that all season Man City, over two and a half goals in 66% of the games in Inter over two and a half and 58% of their games. But that factors in your games against Southampton and Everton and shite like that. So, um, yeah, it was absolutely nothing. Again, you give us $1,000 and make you place a bet, I'd, I'd take you over. Um, but I wouldn't, I'll not be doing that on Saturday night. 13 to 18, minus 138. Uh, it's way too short on that one. Um, I reckon you'll have the cards marked under control, Baz. So I'm going to go to a pick. This is one of my picks that I would, if you gave us a couple of quid, um, I don't know why you have to keep giving us the money, Baz. I can put my own money on. Um, it's the half market. Um, and I pulled out a nice stat. This might be the stat of the day, Baz. Inter Milan only trailed at half time in 8% of their games uh, this season. Yeah, so the halftime draw. I played the halftime draw a few times this season. Oh shit! Baz is covering his face. We go three for three on the opposite sides of this. I said this to you. I said honestly, I can see it because it's only one game, and we're covering so many markets. If one of us has got to lean one way or the other, and the other's got to lean the other way, I had a feeling we would end up going in competition. But just think of this though, Baz. In a few minutes, we're going to agree on something, and that's the golden ticket. That's why we do this. That's why we do this blind because we're going to land on something, and that little world is going to be fairy dust and rainbows and unicorns and that. And that's the pick. Um, I've played halftime draw quite a lot, and I'm not sure I've missed one. It's probably been my most profitable bet uh, since we started this. Rubbish. Um, so yeah, seven to five, a plus one forty. Man, Milan will just park the bus, won't they? And you see, City were they all right. They scored after fourteen seconds against Man United, but didn't do much after that. It was a pretty cagey thing, like. Um, so yeah, give me that half-time draw, seven to five, plus one forty. Come on, what did you get? Um, I went for City half-time. Um... <laughs> I like City to score in the first half. Um, oh, a lot of the best football lately has come in the first half. They're in a, some of these bigger games where they have got ahead early and then just managed the game. It's sort of what I can see happening here. As you say, we saw them score 12 seconds in the cup final the other day. Um, and I think they've just become a bit better in the second half of the season and managing games once they do get ahead. Um, and I could see this one possibly being similar. I just don't see them going hell for leather trying to run up a score here, but I can see them getting ahead early and then just biding their time, um, keeping the possession and taking, waiting for the right time to get a second. So with that in mind, I think City will score in the first half, and I haven't got in a score and a goal in this game. Um, so okay. give me City to win the first half at evens uh, was the the pick for me on the half betting. Okay, right. We'll let you draft the next market. Uh, like I say, I reckon you've gone cards, Baz. That's where that's where I'd yeah, I've had a look at the cards, and and I, I do like cards in in a lot of these sort of 
cup games and sometimes with the Italian games we know what the, the reputation and things for the gamesmanship and stuff like that so obviously go into it thinking oh where, where are we going to be and, and what's the line going to be and how how high could it go um, and I've actually went the complete opposite way um, Inter have had 22 yellow cards in 12 games in the Champions League no reds um, so less than one in two uh, sorry less than two cards per game similar record in Serie A 62 yellows in 38 games so again less than two a game and they did have three reds in league action Man City in Europe just 19 yellows and one red in 12 games so they're averaging under two a game as well and in the league for Man United just 44 cards in 38 games well under two per game um, in, in Europe and close to one per game in the league and I looked at recent games, I looked at recent records and knockout stages for both of these teams and nothing jumped out at me to suggest it's going to be a particularly dirty game. Um, the market set it under over 4.5 cards. And I think City are sometimes so good that teams just don't get close enough to them for large parts yeah. of the game. Um, there's a scenario you know, here that City could get out of sight in the game and then things just fizzle out and that would lean into an unders. Um I look at City, they've been fouled an average of 8.7 fouls against them per game in the Champions League. That's not a lot for, for a team of City's quality who have the ball so often. Uh, if you're only getting fouled eight times a game, you're not going to give up many yellow cards to the opposition either. Um, so the lean for me is under, under 4.5 cards at 4 to 5, so minus 125. Obviously, the danger here is Inter do keep it tight and we get late into the game and it's still a draw or something like that. Inter might start time-wasting and, and sort of a bit of gamesmanship and stuff like that. That could come into play and that would maybe scupper things. Um, but yeah, the, the lean for me, I think there's nothing looking at the two sides of the, the form in this market, nothing that suggests to me I, I would want to be playing high on the cards. Um, I have got a player card bet later on. Um, no, I'll well, do that there. now, Baz, because that's where I'm going to go in this market. Well, no, it's, a, it's in... Oh, a, is it? Well, a, is it one of your... Well. I'll leave it till later oh, okay. on. It's in something else. It's a bit of a rogue one. No, uh, let's see yeah, if got... the, the pick on the cards market would be the under 4.5 at 4.5 minus 125. Uh, the referee is uh, Simon Shimon. Yes, there's lots of Zs and Ys in it. Uh, Marciniak, Polish fella. Uh, you'll recognise him if you watched any football. He's a big Polish lad, goes with the same barber as Barry's. Um, so you'll know exactly who we mean. His card totals kind of bounced around. You've got a two, then a seven, then a three, then a six. So I struggled to pick any things. So I just picked a couple of players out into Milan. There's a couple of players who are really quite fond of a booking uh, for Inter Milan. The first one who's picked up yellow, uh, 11 yellows this season is Brozovic. Uh, Brozovic is at a price of five to four. It's a bit skinny, plus 125. And the second one, um, who I think he picked up nine, but just seems at a bigger price. Price is two to one on uh, Lotaro Martinez. Uh, he's two to one to pick up a yellow card. Um, so they would be two of the things I played in that one. Um, corners next up. Um, I'm quite intrigued by this market when I when I came to it. And it's a little bit dependent, Baz, on game scripts, which is what you've just talked about in the cards market. You've, you fancy City, you fancy City at the half, you fancy that Milan don't get necessarily close enough to them to kick them because of Manchester City's possession game. And that leads itself to kind of a dearth of corners. 
the like the opposite of what we watch with Newcastle, where they bomb down the wings, they're aggressive down the wings. They've almost got full backs acting as wingers. They get outside, whip it across for a corner. Man City don't do that. They'll play down to Grealish, he would spin around, do a 180, and he knocks it back to the fullback. They do that all the time. So they're never just getting down the wing, playing it off the defender's shins for a corner kind of style. Um, the average 6.11 corners per game, the only conceding average of 2.53. Again, that's when you're playing games where you're camped in the opposition half, playing against rubbish teams. So it's not a really great reflection. Um, Inter only concedes uh, 3.97 corners per game. So I, I just thought the, the over-under is set at 10. And I thought that was too high. When I looked at it, I thought it would be nine. Um, and I thought I would back, I'd be happy taking under nine. I'm absolutely delighted taking under 10. Uh, five to six is minus 120 uh, under. And then, Baz, we can have a ladder with the old reverse ladder to get the ladder down into the cellar. Uh, we'll go down the, down into the wine cellar for the under nine, it's six to four, plus 150. Under eight is five to two, plus 250. Under seven is nine to two, and under six is nine to one. Uh, so I quite like this. This is one of the um, one of my favourite markets. I was uh, had my eyes opened by this when I looked into it, so that's where I would go on the corner, I suppose. Yes, team ride. Yeah, is this the uh, one? <laughs> we did it. Yeah, we no. did it, everyone. City City are a funny side when it comes to the corners. You would think with their attacking style of play and having all the possession, you'd just think they'd be full of corners all the time. But they're very hard to predict. One week, they can hit 10 themselves. Um, the next week, they might win 4-0 and only have one or two corners in the game. Um, and as you've said, you've, you've hit all the stats out there. Um, games involving City averaging just 8.6 corners per game. Games involving Inter or averaging just 9.3 a game. City only give up 2.5 corners per game. And as you say, that, that, I mean, it's comfortably the lowest in the Premier League. No team gives up less corners than City. And the total of 8.6 corners per game for City is the lowest in the Premier League um, and by quite a quite a margin. Um, so I think, agreeing with you here, everything leads towards the unders. Under 10 corners at 5-6 to six, uh, looks a good pick for me. Okay, uh, next, what have you got? I've got one market left, Baz. What have you got? What have we got? Um, we've done the goals, haven't we? Done the halves, corners, player bets. I've got it. Is the right answer, score. yeah. That's all I've got. Um, so, goal score, as I, I looked at on the on the player bets, and then I've got a few other little bits of um, specials and bet builders, and I've, I'll put my lock and stuff out. But we'll go with the players. Um, and as I say, I looked at the goal scorer markets. Um, the first one for me was I like Grealish for a goal here, but it's one might need to shop around a bit. Mm. Normally putting out bet three six five odds, um, he's around three to one on there. Shop around places like Unibet and Betfair, you're getting close at five to one for Grealish. Um, he's added a few more goals into his game this season. Certainly in the latter part of the season, he's finished the season strongly in terms of his performances, and he's averaging the same number of shots on goal as Kevin De Bruyne in the second half of the season. So he's involved plenty. Kevin De Bruyne's a shorter price. Uh, so Grealish wasn't bad. But then I, I, I moved over to Gundogan. And I think just his recent form, I think you have to include him. Um, current form is, is a fight scored twice the weekend. And that was the third double he scored in the last month. He scored twice against Everton, twice against Leeds, twice against Man United. So 4-1 for an anytime goal for Gundogan. Um, looks good for me and because of the form I've just mentioned you've got to take him for a double at 33 to 1 hey that's a nice bet Baz um, 
you see, we can park up our second unicorn, Baz, uh, next to that first unicorn because my pick here was uh, Gundogan. And it's just a case of riding the hot hand. You see it all the time. Um, I mean, A, he's an absolute top quality player. He's, he's great to watch. Um, but he's hot. He's getting in positions. And when players do that, they just have this knack like you're getting in these positions. Um, I didn't have the, uh, the the foresight to go to go further up the ladder, Baz, for that 33-1 to one shot. But um, I've got him down as 11-1 last and a 4-1 anytime goal scorer. He occasionally gets on penos as well, I think, doesn't he? Is that normally when Haaland's missing, maybe, or...? Sorry? He got one recently, didn't he? He scored two. It was either the Leeds game or the Everton game. I can't remember which one where he'd scored two. Uh, Haaland gave him the pen. Oh, he, he missed it, didn't he? And yeah. Guardiola went mad with Haaland saying that was your penalty. You And Guardiola said after the game, we don't do this. It's Haaland yeah. knows he should have put that penalty. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think there's any danger of Gundogan getting a penalty. <laughs> Fair enough. He did get on the odd free kick as well, though. He scored a free kick Yeah, yeah. when Jordan Pickford... Made himself look like a tiny little person in the goal. Uh, that was good, guys. Um, right, I've got one special then, Baz, before we're leading to yours. And I alluded to it when we were talking about awful shit handball decisions earlier on. Um, because in the last two big games we've watched, we've seen awful shit handball decisions, uh, which lead to penalties. It's definitely a thing that happens. We've seen it all year. Um, Manchester City are three to one to score a penalty. Um, but Inter Milan are nine to one to score a penalty. Um, it was the only way Manchester United scored last week. That, I mean, it would have, it would have cashed last week if you taken Man United uh, for that one. And it's just live because someone crosses the ball into the box. And you, you've seen how it happens, why it could happen. Uh, so yeah, it's a little uh, a little fun tenor on uh, City at three to one. But the more appealing, the nine to one just looks like a massive price uh, for something that is quite possibly. Gonna happen. Uh, so yeah, that was that was the special that I managed to dig out, Baz. I'm guessing you've got a few more things. I've got a few. Uh, I went over to the um, the shots on target um, market for me. Man City shots on uh, shots on target in the Champions League. They're averaging seven point three per game. Uh, in the Premier League, it is lower at five point eight. But as I say, that seven point three per game in the Champions League has come against a tough run of games. Um, you know they're not. It's not a case of them running up higher figures in, in average games against lesser teams. Um, they had eight shots on target at home to Madrid, uh, nine shots on target at home to Bayern. Now, I know you've mentioned away from home, not as good. Uh, I've wrote down, yeah, this isn't a home game, but it's also not an away game. So um, I'm, I'm less concerned about that. But there were Man City shots on target market is set at over 5.5. Um, and I think they're averaging nearly 7.5. It just seems like a bit of a discrepancy there. It's 8 to 11, so it's juiced a little bit. Um, but I just think the difference between that line at 5.5 and their average is, is quite large. Whereas if you look at the total shots, that's shots on target, shots blocked, shots off target, everything. That market's set at 15.5 uh, and City average around 16 per game. So that looks bang on. Um, I just think the shots on target looks a little bit of better value. So yeah, Man City to have six or more shots on target at 8 to 11. Um, Love that, Baz. That's a great market to get involved in. I like that a lot. Um, and then moving on from there, I've got I've got my lock. I've got a, a bit of a long shot play and a bet builder. So where do you want to go? What's your lock for the game? You're not going to like mine. I know that. We've already... We've already my lock is the under 10 corners, Baz. It's the unicorn. Um, like I say, I've, 
I looked at the corners, everything pointed towards unders, then looked at the market, um, and the bookies just seemed to be won out um, by me. And I do think um, with the game script kind of that you've described and that we both think uh, is going to be similar, um, that you could get down there to maybe... Um, I'm going to, I'll give, give out the under 10 as my lock, but I think the under 9 at 64 is a great bet. And you might get lucky and go all the way down the ladder, so that, that's definitely an option. But my lock is the under 10 corner as far as 5 to 6, minus 120. Yeah. I mean, Serial's uh, asking why I didn't fancy City half-time, full-time. I, don't, I wouldn't say I don't fancy them half-time, full-time. Uh, I tipped City. We were looking for a bet specifically for the first half, which was the, the reason. But City to win the first half is at evens, plus 100. And City to win half-time, full-time is, is only plus 120. So why not just cash your even money, plus 100 bet at half-time and have no sweat in the second half? Um, so that that would be why, because we go in at 1-0, then take your money and run. It's not not that much of a higher uh, uplift in the price. Although if they go 1-0 up, as I say, I do I do fancy them not to concede, but why why take that risk was, was the thinking for me. Um, my lock, you won't like, is, is the Man City Asian handicap at minus one. I think City win. Um, my my lean here is, is towards a sort of 2-0 result. Um, so I think they can win by more than one. So we'll push that if they do win by one in 90 minutes and we'll cash it if they win by two or more. So City in the Asian handicap at 8-11 to 11 was a pick for me. Uh, keep going, Baz. Fire out anything else yeah, you've got. So, so next, yeah, I've got a bit of a long shot. Uh, and as I say... I fancy City, the, the lean, it, sort of where I started with most of this was how, how do I think the score will finish up and then you sort of try and s- s- fit everything else into that script. I think City win this 2-0. Uh, we'll get that at a price of 13-2. But let's be a little bit ambitious, I thought. We'll take City. This is this. It, it's a variation of um, Serial's suggestion. Um, City to win each half, 1-0. Um, okay. 12 to 1. So 2 0 is 13 to 2. Be a bit more ambitious. So I've took this by putting on a bet builder with a first half score 1 0 and a full time score 2 0. So yeah, looking around 12 to 1 for City to win each half 1 0 was a, just a little something a bit more fun, a big, bigger price. Um, and as I say, if you can get that first half 1 0, then you, you know, you've got something to cheer on in that second half. Uh, yeah, anything else? And I've got finishing off with a bet builder here. Um, started off quite sensible and finishes off with a bit of a rogue one, which uh, pushes the odds up a little bit. But I'm starting off with shots on goal, Kevin De Bruyne and Grealish to get uh, over 1.5 shots in the game. So that's not shots on target, just shots in the game. They're both averaging around that in the second half of the season, around two shots per game. So Kevin De Bruyne and Grealish both to have two shots on goal. Um the next part of my bet builder, again, it's a, it's a bit of a fun one, really. Lots of little things to sort of tick off as you're watching it. The next one's Rodri uh, and his pass attempt. So the, the line is over 78 passes attempted in the game. I looked at the semi-final against Madrid. He completed 101 in the second leg, and in the first leg, he completed 77. Um, so that's only yeah. completed passes, and the market is passes attempted. So he, he comfortably got past those. And again, it's it's game script, isn't it? If City can get ahead, and even if they don't get ahead, they'll they'll play possession football every game. You know, we we can expect Rodri to be the the centre of that. Um, so yeah, Rodri over seventy eight. I'm taking Man City to lift the trophy. 
Um, and the one that pushes this right up is the booking. Um, and I've gone for former Man United player Matteo Darmian to get a card. He's only had one card in the Champions League this year, and he's only had three in the league. So he's not one like you flagged up where he's, he's rife for yeah. cards. Um, the thing in here is Inter play with a back three with wing backs. Um, Dumfries will be right wing back. You know, we know Dumfries' best football is all at the other end of the pitch. I mean, how much of that he does tomorrow is questionable. But I think Darmian will be the right-sided centre-back. Uh, he'll be the one that's expected to cover for Dumfries. He'll be up against Grealish in those situations where, you know, if Grealish gets away and Dumfries is caught out of position, Darmian's going to be the one having to come out and cover. Grealish is one of the most foul players in the game. So I think Darmian, for me, for a card. And that pushes the bet builder up uh, to 11-1. to 1. So there's a few little things in there. And again, it's just a fun one. You can start ticking them off. And if we get the shots in and we get the passes in and Man City are 2-0 up, we can all sit praying for Dormian to do something stupid. Uh, so just to <laughs> recap that, Katie, Kevin De Bruyne and Grealish, two shots or more on goal. Rodri over 78 pass attempts. City to lift the trophy. And Matteo Dormian to get a yellow, get a card in the game. Um, I On the fly, Baz, call a bit of an audible here and... Just because you start talking about passes and you start about talking about that hold in Manchester City, and we've seen John Stones somehow over the last couple of months transform into an absolutely stunning <laughs> central uh, CDM, as Bob would call it, uh, a central defensive midfielder. So you're taking Rodri over eighty-three and a half, yeah? Over seventy-eight passes attempts. For over seventy-eight. Oh, so I've seen a line here of eighty-three and a half. Yeah, you seen I mean, what? In a bet builder, so it might have might have sort of juiced a few of these lines. Yeah. Have you seen the line on John Stones? Number of passes? Do you want to guess? I'm going to guess he's probably at around high fifties, low sixties. Fifty-nine and a half, Baz. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So I do not know what he did in the cup final, in the FA Cup final, or the last couple of games of the season. But I'll be having a look, uh, and I urge the listeners to do the same. Uh, because that just might be an angle as well. He's uh, he's been playing that role really well. Uh, Guardiola has got him going in there. It's been really good. Yeah, he was a player. Of, I think he was a player of the match against Madrid. Um, yeah. Uh, as you say, he's in outstanding form. Nothing to say he couldn't be the star player in this one as well. I'll try and stick it out on Twitter and in the Discord. If I'll have a look, and if it is worth, uh, if there's a the line looks slightly egregious, uh, then we can post that out as a. As a play as well. Um, yeah. A serial says there, it's a shame we haven't got uh, teas from the Discord on for his play. Yeah. He's always good at picking out his stat bet. I'm sure he will before the weekend is out. Um, so we'll see what uh, see what he comes up with in the Discord channel and uh, see if there's any, anything. He's saying that he hasn't got markets like the pass market there available in the US, but it was, um, what's his name from the uh, MLS Gambling Ty, Podcast? Who, yeah, Ty, Ty, yeah, it was Ty, Ty Roder. Yeah, that's him. Um, he came on in uh, in the World Cup and um, when England played the USA, and he put me right onto those pass markets, um, which I haven't, I still haven't got into enough. Um, like, I think it can vary from one state to another, if I'm right. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I think it depends what they can get in different states, but yeah. Um, well, that was outstanding, Baz. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the crack. I enjoyed the handicapping. I'm looking forward to the game. Where you're watching it? Yeah, I enjoyed looking at the game. To be honest, it was nice to just have one game. Yes, spent uh, quite a lot of time looking at. Lots and lots of different angles, as opposed to sort of having 10, 15 minutes on, on 10 different games. So it was, was good to get stuck into it. Um, I'll be watching it with uh, Kieran, who you know, he's a Man City fan. Um, yeah. 
he's off at the fire up the barbecue, have a pre-match barbecue at his, and then watch, oh, the, nice. watch the game with a few beers. Um, so yeah, that's my plan. Champion, uh, yeah, we're good. We made barbecue as well. It's meant to be like the, a little bit of an end of season do for the lads and dads, but uh, everyone hates each other this week, so that's going to be fun. Um, I did. I meant to mention this at the top of the show as well, but I do, uh, anyone who doesn't, who isn't aware that uh, BT have the rights to the Champions League, uh, which is a paid subscription service. However, the cup finals they are forced into uh, put them on air free. Um, but they don't advertise this and they put them on their YouTube channel for free. So if you haven't got BT, um, or I'm guessing you'll be able to get, I don't know if you'll be um, geo-restricted out in the States, uh, but I watched West Ham Fiorentina last night for free on YouTube. Um, and if you haven't got BT and you're scratching around to go to a mate's house or go to the pub or what have you, um, you will be able to get it on YouTube for nothing. Um, so yeah, bear that in mind. Um Right, cheers, Baz. I need to get going. MLB in 11 minutes. I'm sure I'll see the boys uh, in there as well. Looking forward to get back into the baseball. Um, lot to catch up on today. Anything you want to tell us about before you go? No, that's all from me. Good to be back. Good to uh, get back stuck into it. And just to reassure people, we'll kill, still keep ploughing on. The football, uh, in terms of uh, premium stuff, might come to an end this week, but I'm sure we'll find stuff to be putting out next week. Um Premier League fixtures are out next week, Mark. Just seventeen. Oh, there you go. Unless we can talk about that. And I looked. I think it's only four weeks, five weeks until Newcastle play their first friendly. So I'm sure most teams will be in that. But of course, we've got Newcastle playing in America, so I'm sure we'll cover lots of that. Yes. Uh, I think a couple of the Discord uh, members are are going to some of those games over in the. Oh, States. excellent. Um, I think Brian's got tickets for a Newcastle game against Villa in Philadelphia maybe possibly uh, so yeah we'll have plenty to talk about over the summer we'll still be around might be a slightly different schedule um, but yeah keep listening keep uh, reviewing champion yeah, fully agree Baz. thanks very much uh, I enjoyed that thanks everyone uh, who joined us on YouTube don't forget to do that like rate review and all those kind of things as well um, yeah keep your eyes peeled we'll, we'll announce uh, what show we're doing um, what we're going to cover and what night uh, next week uh, we'll review the Champions League as well good luck with all your bets I hope it's a good game I hope you cash a few bets as well uh, really looking forward to it until the next time we'll see you down the road cheers mm-hmm.